Well, Northside family, it is a joy to be up here and to see you. And if I haven't had a chance to meet you, I want to welcome you, especially if it's your first time. And uh, we have people who join our live stream. We live stream our 1130 service online. Would you welcome them and just let them know that we're glad they're tuning in. I want to encourage you, if you're ever traveling, you got vacation stuff going on, jump online, follow us along at the 1130. Uh, we want this place to feel like home, and I'm excited for this new series of Rooted that we're going through, and we'll talk a little bit here in a second about our Rooted workbooks that we're having all of our life groups and everybody go through. It's a phenomenal thing, but before we jump into the new year, I, I, want to, I just want to take a moment. I want to celebrate how God ended 2018. I know a lot of times we want to forget last year and jump into the new year, uh, but I just want to report something to you. Uh, you know, at the end of the year, uh, as a church, because as we read in the scripture, the church, uh, one, it's to help, you know, this is our vision is to connect unconnected people to Jesus Christ. Uh, but the church is also called to always remember the poor, the hurting, and the hungry in this world. And uh, so at the end of the year, we, we call and we pray some of our mission partners and we say, hey, we want to do something above and beyond normal. Uh, th that's what the church is called to. What's a need that you have? And uh, we talked with our mission partners in Africa. They said, we want to expand our fields because we want to feed more people. I'm like, that's a good idea. And we want to expand our education. We want to teach more people. I'm like, that's a good idea. And we began to get a list from them how we can do that. We partnered with the Nursery Project, uh, which these, uh, this ministry, they come along people who are hurting through some difficulties, through uh, pregnancy and different times that are coming up. And uh, I, in the last couple of years we've done this, you guys have given $80,000, $90,000, and we love to give that away. And I just want to tell you guys, I want to share with you how much you all gave at the end of last year. We got a slide with this number. This is what God did through you guys. $142,000. It's one of these things that there is nothing better for us as the church to say we are called to be a light into the darkness and to come alongside. And when people go, why do you do that? Because we go, that's what Jesus has done for us. Man, he remembered us in our hurting and he remembered us when we were hungry in this world and we had no hope and he came after us. And I just want to celebrate that. I don't know where you are right now going into 2019. I know after preaching seven Christmas Eve services, I was kind of tired, but I know my wife was more tired because of all the Christmas stuff or family things. And, you know, I'm cheap, so I bought her a Groupon for Christmas. And uh, you know, just, just being honest with, who, with you, with who I am, but I mean, it was for a mani-pedi and, and the whole thing was, hey, go get your nails done, go get your toes done. I'm going to watch the kids. Right? I'm going to take all three kids. And she went out and, and it was nap time for the two boys, put them down for nap time. And then my six-year-old Lily was out there and I was just kind of chilling, watching sports on the couch. And she said, Daddy, can I rub your feet? I said, you are of God. You do have, you do. God is at work in your life. And I said, you better believe it. Except the only thing is I, so I fell asleep. And I woke up to like 10 text messages. Is everything okay? Is everything okay? Is everything okay? And, uh, and then I, I was like, what do you mean is everything okay? And I scrolled up. Here was the picture on all these text threads. And, uh, <laughs> Lily had not only taken this picture and sent it to my admin, she FaceTimed my admin, FaceTimed my mom, FaceTimed my mother-in-law, and then FaceTimed my wife. Look at daddy. Get that down before people start leaving the church. All right, we're going <laughs> to. I don't know how you're entering 2019, man. You're going, I need one of those. Not a six-year-old, but a nap, right? And uh, I don't know if your soul's tired. 
I don't know if you're defeated from this last year. I don't know where you are coming in this room today. But I know this. God is calling you and I into a relationship with him. Man, he is saying, I want to journey into this new year with you. I want to go with you. That's why we're doing this whole series called Rooted. And we are all in on this as a church family. Matter of fact, we've never done this before as a church. But our kids' side team, uh, they reworked a bunch of this material. And they're teaching this every week to your kiddos in there, to my kiddos in there. So when they leave their class, you guys can talk to them about what you learned. And not only with them, our junior high, our high school, our college age are doing this because what we're saying is 2019, if we could summarize it in one word as a church, if you go, where is God calling Northside in 2019? It's to get rooted in Jesus Christ. We're saying, God, we want our lives to be invested in you. We want our roots to grow deep into you. And what's so cool about this is, matter of fact, if you signed up for our daily devos, you'll need to buy one of these because our daily devotions are going to go through this. There's five daily devos that this will have. And there's experiences that you go through with life groups. That's why we want you to be in a life group. The church isn't just us individually. The church is you and me together. And I love my life group, we're going to be going through this. Matter of fact, I got some buddies who, uh, one of them, he owns his own gym. He's a personal trainer. And uh, he was talking this week how he started a rooted group, but he's going to start it at his gym. And he's doing it Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. And then after they do Rooted, they're going to work out, be working out. I said, hey, man, I'm going to put you in the group finder. And I'm going to put you, I didn't ask for his permission. I just told him I'm doing this. I'm like, your group's called Rooted and Ripped. And, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, if you want to get rooted and you want to get ripped, go sign up for his group after that. It's just kind of dudes only, man. This is going to be a great time. But this is what I know. God is calling you and me. He's going, I have more for you in this year than what you have for yourself. Matter of fact, I found some statistics that only 8% of New Year's resolutions actually happen. Only 8%. For me, I'm lower. Mine's 0%. And you go, why is your zero? Because I I, I've given up. I don't make them anymore. Right? You go, why feel guilty? Just don't make a goal. Right? You know? <laughs> then you don't have to feel guilty. The only problem is this. When we begin to act like that, we never begin to have plans for our life. We never begin to pray, God, what would you have for me in 2019? God, what do you want to stir in my soul? What do you want to bring about? Matter of fact, we begin to pray about this, and we go, we don't just want individuals. We want families. We want communities. We want workplaces. We want God to use you and I in everyday relationships and conversation to begin to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus. Matter of fact, we started, you know, kind of praying about this, and we go, it'd be cool to hear from somebody else that is leading at a high level but is very rooted in Jesus Christ. And uh, this, this kind of, this is something God kind of orchestrated. We're excited about it. But on January 31st, uh, the, the former player and manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, if you follow baseball at all, Mike Matheny, he is going to be here. It's just $10. It's cheaper than a movie. And uh, I, I've got to know Mike a couple years ago through some ministry events. Uh, but Mike has played. He's a four-time Golden Glove winner for the St. Louis Cardinals. Then when he was the manager for a number of years. And he has played and he has led at the highest level. And yet he has continued to lead his family in the life of Jesus. And we asked him, we said, Mike, would you come here and talk to us about how, we, we know you have so many demands on your life. You know how it is a little bit, man. Once you get more responsibility, once you get more freedom, it's easier to start just experiencing life than it is to stay rooted in Jesus. 
And he said, man, I would love to come here. I'd love to talk about how do we lead into that? How do we lead our families? How do we lead in our workplace? How do we stay rooted in Jesus Christ? I want to invite you to that. And I think it's going to be pretty powerful. And, and this is why we're doing it. I began to do a little bit of research about New Year's resolutions. I don't know about you, but some of us, we keep them. Some of us, we quit doing this. Uh, but I read this article, and this is what it said, that only 8% of New Year's resolutions actually happen. 8%. For me, it's zero because what I found is this. If you don't make one, you never hit the goal, right? You're like, hey, I'm going to even go below 8% because for me, this is what I find. I would try to make some goals. I would try to come up with, here's what I want to see happen in my life. And then nothing would happen. And, and I'm like, you know what, next year, I'm not even going to make any goals because now that way I don't feel guilty. And I don't feel guilty about not hitting my goals. But here's the thing. I began to read in this article, and it said this. It's not that you have bad ideas. Some of you, you're here at church today because you want to start a new way. This is your new resolution to come back to church. But the problem with us, the reason why we don't live out our resolutions, or the reason why we quit is simply this. It's not that you can't come up with a good idea. It's that you never came up with how you're going to reach your goal. It's not that you can't think of great things for your life. You, have, you guys are brilliant. You have great vision. The only thing is sometimes we never take enough time to process how we're going to live into this. My wife, uh, we talked about this all the time. At, after Christmas, you know, we got all this influx of gifts for the kids and all this other stuff. We don't know where to put things. And I love it. She started this group with some of her friends, and this is what the group is called. Help me get my house back. And all of her friends are going, we have this problem. We're going, how do we get our house back? How do we kind of recapture normalcy? Everything was fine. Then Christmas hit. And then we're like, oh, Lord, what are we doing now? And one lady said this. It's this kind of group. Again, you need people that you're journeying with. And it's this place to give suggestions and ideas. How are you going to get your house back? And one lady said this. This is my goal for January. Every day I'm going to take out a trash bag full of stuff out of my house every day for January. Whether it's old stuff that I need to get rid of, or whether it's old toys that I need to give away, or it's just, but they're just going, this is how I'm going to do it. One bag a day. My wife, man, this, is, this idea has caught on with her. Matter of fact, last night before the service, hey, I have four bags for you to take when you get home from church. I'm like, ooh, overachiever. All right, you know. And, and this is what's happening. And every time I come, she's like, look at this, you know. Hey, look at this closet. We got this closet. Oh, man. And it's all these things. And here's what's happening. Every time she begins to remove something, there's this feeling of, ah, oh, I'm making progress. I'm moving forward forward. We're not staying stuck. And when we talk about this idea of rooted, this is, I just want to give you the big idea of, of where we're going for the next couple of weeks. If you're taking notes, you'll want to write this down. Because so many times we think about where we want to go. We think about the dreams. We think about all these ideas, all this stuff that we want to have. But let me just tell you, this is the idea of rooted. And what, this is what we're going to find in the words of Jesus. That the way forward is actually through our foundation. See, a lot of times we think the way forward is through all these new ideas, and I want to grow, and I want to get better. That's why all of our New Year's resolutions, let's, let's drink less. Man, let, let's do this less. Let's not, let's, let's not spend as much. It's all these things. We want to do all this stuff. The only problem is we never take the time to evaluate the foundations of our life. And what we're going to find is this, that actually the way forward is through our foundation. This is why Paul wrote to the church in Colossae in the book of Colossians. It's one of my favorite books. Matter of fact, I want to encourage you to read it. It's just a short couple chapters. Really, it's only about four chapters long. And in this book of Colossians, this is what he writes to remind the church. 
Because oftentimes we will forget that the way forward is through our foundation. It's through Jesus. It's, it's not through us. It's not just through our dreams. It's through him. And listen to what he says in Colossians chapter 2. This is what he says, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. He says, so then, just as you receive Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up. Man, rooted in him, your foundation in him, and built up in Jesus. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Now, a lot of us in this room, you know, maybe you're not a farmer, you're not familiar with farming. I didn't grow up around that stuff. And so when I hear that phrase, rooted and built up, it, it sounds cool, but I can't really get a picture. It, it doesn't maybe make sense to you, you know, when we talk about getting rooted. And so I begin to think about this idea of foundations. And I begin to think about, you know, what, what's a good picture for me to get an idea of a healthy foundation? And, and immediately I thought of the new uh, One World Trade center in New York City. I don't know if anybody's been to New York City to see this thing. I got a picture of it. I mean, this building, if you've ever seen it, it's monstrous, man. Like when you go by to New York City, you just sit there and you go, whoa, tallest building in our nation. 1,776 feet tall in honor of the Declaration of Independence, 1776. Monstrous building, beautiful building, has already won all sorts of awards, unbelievable. I really think this is somewhat of a reflection of our goals in life, man. We want to go up and to the right. We want to be shining into the year. We want, to, we want to do more. And the more I researched about this building, this is what I found was fascinating. We know it's 1,776 feet tall. Do you know that they built a 10-story foundation to that building? You know how many times people probably drove by that place while they were building it and, and they said, I, I don't see anything changing. What's taking so long? Why can't they hurry up? You ever said that to God? I'm not seeing anything change in my life. Where are you at? Can you hurry up? Just me? Okay. All right. That's fine. You know what God's saying in those moments to us? Oh, no, I'm working. I'm just working on your foundation. I'm changing the stuff that a lot of times you don't want to address and nobody sees in this world. But if you don't address it, I can't build you up. See, it's not just that we get rooted. Paul says that we are to be rooted and built up in it. Here, here's what's so cool about God in 2019. If, even if you don't have goals for yourself, God has goals for you. Even if you don't have a plan for yourself, God has plans for you. This is the beauty of being rooted because when we get rooted, we say stuff like this, hey, I need to root this out. When we get rooted, God begins to remove the things in us that don't need to be there, but he also reveals the plans that we need in our life. See, when we get rooted, he removes stuff and he reveals things in our life. This is why Paul starts by saying this. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, he doesn't start by saying, just as you earned Jesus' love in your life, now keep earning it. Keep being good. That's why we don't make goals anymore. Because it doesn't make us feel good when we fail. So just don't make goals. Jesus says, no, no, no that's not the way I've created you. Create you to be rooted and built up in me. Matter of fact, Jesus gets even more clear about this when he was talking to his disciples. 
In Matthew chapter 7, listen to what he says about the foundation of our lives. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, in Matthew 5 and 6 and 7, he has just laid out the whole manifesto of what God wants to do in our lives and in their lives. But he says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and they beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. That it took time to let its life be built up in Jesus. And he goes on to say, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, who does not get rooted, is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Do you notice that Jesus said the storms are coming for both those who build their foundation on Jesus and those who don't? Maybe for you to just be honest with God on where you need to get rooted, you just need to be honest with the storm in your life right now. We're all in a storm, aren't we? We're all in a storm. For some of you going, no, I'm not, Nate. I'm in a hurricane. I'm in a hurricane, man. And it has uprooted my life. I talked to several friends at the end of the year. You know what their Christmas present was from their job? You're fired. That's a storm. Maybe there's some marital storms for you. There's a storm in your own identity. There's, there's addiction. There's things that are owning your soul and you're going, man, I, I am in a storm. And Jesus is saying, this is why we need to get rooted. This is why we need to build our life on the rock. Not that storms won't come into your life, but when they come into your life, you will have a foundation that when they hit, your life will not fall with a great crash. It's not that they're not coming. They are. The question is, what is your foundation? You'll want to write this down. This is what it means to be rooted. It's simply this. I want to put it in the basic phrase that I can. To be rooted is simply this. That we receive Christ. And you go, I did. I did, July 4th, 1992. You go, Nate, I did receive Christ. That's part of what I'm talking about. If you've never received Christ, if you've never let him be your foundation, this is the beginning. Rooted is the beginning of you moving towards that. But this is what I also want to tell you. Paul says this, that we would be rooted and built up, that we would continue to grow in him. One of my biggest problems is this. I don't know about, I don't know if this is for you, but every new year, one of my biggest problems is there's a bunch of things that I want to change, and I always start by doing it in my own ability. I, I, I'm going to get a hold of this. I'm going to change this about myself. I'm going to change, and here's what, we, this is why we need to keep not just one time receiving Christ, but over and over again going, Jesus, in the storm, in the season, in my occupation, in my marriage, in my parenting, in my relationships, in my work. God, I am going to receive you. You are going to be my life. You are going to be my foundation. Because here's what happens. Being rooted removes what's not of God in our lives. The more we stay rooted in him, the more what God does is you've heard that phrase before, just root it out. But, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it, but there's a business called, you know, Whatever, I'm not even going to go there. But it roots things out of your house. 
When things are stuck, when pipes are broken, he goes, man, get it rooted. Get, you know, move that stuff out. And what happens is the more that we stay rooted in Christ, the more he removes the things that are not of God. Listen to what Paul says in the very next verse. This is why we are to be rooted and built up in him. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. Rather than on Christ. See, a lot of times, this is the thing about being deceived. He says, see to it that no one takes you deceptive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. The problem with being deceived is this. You don't know when you're being deceived. Until you wake up with 10 text messages. <laughs> right? I didn't know what was going on, but it was going on all around me, wasn't it? I was totally deceived. Let me rub your feet. Oh, okay. Totally deceived. Totally deceived. And we go, that's a lot of times how we live our life. And I love that Paul. See, sometimes we think the word of God is so out of date. Isn't this true? Man, we have this hollow and deceptive philosophy. We say stuff like this, you do you, man. You do you. Whatever's right to you, you do you. Hollow, deceptive. Hollow, and he says this, and here's what it depends on. It depends on our human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. One of the biggest things that I've missed in my spiritual journey is this. A lot of times maybe you come from, people come from broken homes and we go, man, our parents, you know, made us this way or I experienced this stuff. Man, my parents love them, unbelievably good to, to me. But just because they've been good to me doesn't mean I'm a good person. There's a lot of brokenness in me and the biggest brokenness that I battle with, this is my human tradition and that I've, I've let it deceive me is this. The way that I work is I'm a big effort guy. And since I'm an effort guy, I've got to earn it. And if I don't earn it, I don't think I deserve it. The only problem is this. Is that the way that God loves you and I? No. So here's how I work. I work really hard, but I don't work hard with the love of God. And so my soul gets tired. And at the end of working really hard, I go, God, have I done enough for your love? He goes, Nate, would you quit working according to human tradition? Do you know if you begin to study Satan in the scriptures, you know another word for Satan in the Bible? Deceiver. Satan knows this, that when we are in Christ, he cannot have power over us. So this is what he chooses to do. He goes, I can't have power over you. I'm just going to try and deceive you. Nate, live the way that you've always kind of lived. Do what you've always done. Just kind of live and work in this stuff. And here's why Paul's going, oh, no, no. Here's why we need to be rooted. Here's why we need to be built up in him. Because you will be deceived. You will live all the same. And here's how, this is the question that I've had to grow and continue to ask myself. And maybe you need to ask yourself this year is simply this question. God, is this of you or is this of me? I have to ask myself that all the time. Because I will work hard. I am good at being good. The only problem is... I'm good at trusting human tradition than I am being rooted in Jesus. God, is this of you or is this of me? I have to ask myself that. That's why I have to keep receiving 
Christ. But here's the good thing. As God wants to root that out in me, he's going, Nate, this is why I want you to be rooted in me because I want to build you up. The cool thing is this. Being rooted reveals what God wants to build in our lives. Whether you have plans for yourself or not, God's going, man, I want to build this up into you. Listen to what he says in verse 9. He says, for in Christ, all of the fullness of the deity, that's God, lives in bodily form. All of who God is was in Christ when he was here. And he says, and now you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. Let me ask you right now, as you start 2019, does your life feel empty or does it feel full? And it's okay to be honest with God. Matter of fact, if you feel empty right now, the best thing you can do is to be honest with him because he goes, I want to make your life full. I, for some reason, I love this book, but I've, I've either missed that phrase or it hadn't stuck out to me. But I never realized you have been given fullness in Christ. The question is this, are you more aware of your failure than you are the fullness of Christ in your life? A lot of you, you go, I know God wants to do something good in my life, but I mean, I can't. <laughs> if you knew my story, God can't. <laughs> they wouldn't even let me come to church. Matter of fact, you probably thought the building was going to fall down when you walked in here today. You went, I haven't been to church in 10 years, 20 years. Yee. And we are so aware of our failure. But are we aware of the fullness of Christ? This is what he begins to say. He goes, in this fullness of Christ, he is the head over every power, over every authority. He's the one who's able to change all things. He's the one who's able to redeem us. And some of you go, man, we'll prove that. Show me where that's true. Listen to what it says in verse 13. Drop down a little couple verses. It says, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, when that hasn't been cut away, when it hasn't been rooted out, God made you alive with Christ. And he forgave us all of our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations and that was against us and that stood opposed to us. And listen how he did it. He took it away, nailing it to cross he took it away nailing it to the cross here's what rooted means one it's to receive christ it also means this that we let god build us up you say nay how do i do that here's how you do it you ready you know i love this passage where it says this he took it away Nailing it to the cross. You know, I love this idea that my wife and her friends have started doing. One bag a day. Just one bag a day. Going, hey, you know what? I want to get this. I, I just, I, there's a lot of stuff I, we need to get out of our house. I want to get my house back. Some of you this year, you're going, I want my life back. This is why you're having a new goal. That's why you're wanting to start some new things. And Jesus says this to you and I. The reason why I've come, because I've come to clean house. I've come to clean house. The stuff that you can't get out of your life, the addiction that you can't overcome, 
the guilt and the regret that you've carried for 20, 30 years that never seems to leave, that you never seem to be able to be healed from, Jesus comes and he goes, you know what, I'm going to the cross. I'd like to take it away. But will you and I receive the invitation in a new year to go, here, Jesus, I need you to take this away. See, this is what it looks like to be rooted. God, I can't get rid of this. Will you take it away from me? See, that's what the cross is all about. That's what a new year is all about. Question for you and I is this this year. Do you have a goal? Or do you have a God? Do you have a goal? Or do you have a God? That is saying, all I want you to do is receive my grace. I want to take your junk away. I want to get this stuff out of your life. I want to begin to root out so I can begin to reveal what I have for you. And, and here's the thing. I don't want us just to talk about this. As we start our series, as we begin to join in on this stuff, here's what I want us to do. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 7. He goes, it's not just that we hear the word of God, but that what? We put it into what? Practice. And here's what I want us to do. I don't want to just talk about God's word. I want us to begin to practice God's word. And here's, here's I'm just going to invite you to do this if you would. Just simply right now, and this will be a little bit different maybe, just right where you're seated, if you would, just close your eyes and turn your hands into a fist. And just put them at the, on your knees. This is a spiritual discipline that the early church and, and a lot of different theologians and a lot of people would do throughout the years Especially at a new year, this is so fitting. And with your hands just clenched, I want you to think about as you go into 2019, what is it that you are trying to hold on to in your strength? Man, you're trying to hold your future together. You don't know what career you're supposed to do. You don't know what major, and you're going, I just got to figure it out. I got to hold it together. You got a broken marriage right now, and you're going, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to hold it together. I, my kids have gotten older. I don't know how to parent them, and I'm just, I'm just trying to hold it together. Man, I'm so lost in addiction right now. I'm just trying to hold it together. And here's what Jesus says. He says, I want you to receive my grace. And so whatever it is right now that you're trying to hold on to in your own strength, I just want you to open your hands and release that to God. Here, here's the thing. Until we start releasing this to God, until we start giving this to him, we can't receive and be rooted in Christ Jesus and built up. Jesus says, I become your foundation when you release your life to me. Your sin, your shame, not your accolades, not what makes you good, but your failures. And you let me in to your foundation. Because here's what happens. And just sit here with open hands for a second. God wants to reveal his plan for you in 2019. And it starts by simply you saying, God, I'm going to let you be my foundation this year. 
What you have for me, God, I'm going to trust that it is for my good. That what you have for me, God, I'm going to participate in. I'm going to join you. I'm going to be rooted and built up in you. 2019, God, it's not my year, God. It is your year. And I'm going to receive what you have. Right now, just take a moment and pray to say, God, this year I'm here to receive what you have, what you want to reveal to me. Just take a moment and pray to him. Father, as we start a new year, we don't want our lives to be just about talk. We want our lives to be about your power. We want our lives to be about your authority. We want our lives to be about your fullness, Jesus. Your grace that comes to clean house. Your mercy that is new every day. Jesus, as your church, broken people who are saved by you, who are called by you, Jesus, would you give us the power to release the things that we're holding on to so that we can receive what you have for us. Thank you for having plans for our lives when maybe we don't have plans for ourselves or we've given up on ourselves. Thank you, God, for being faithful time and time again to us, even when we haven't been faithful to you. Jesus, we know this year is going to be different and it's going to be new, not because of us, but because of you. That's so God, help us to join you in your work and in your plan. For there we find our life. And God, we pray all of this in your name. And all God's people said, amen. May we get rooted this year, Northside family. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week.